Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends, welcome to the Tennis and Bagels podcast. This is your co-host, Wunsch. And uh, this weekend, unfortunately, Andre is quite busy. And uh, so I will be running this show today. And uh, we have a returning guest, uh, Owen Lewis, from The Racket, here today to discuss the French Open, pre- to preview the 2020 French Open Women's Singles Draw. And uh, it's, been a lot, it's been a lot of fun, as we just recorded a previous episode where we broke down the men's draw in full length, so please do check that one out. And, uh, well, how are you today? I'm doing great. Had a lot of fun recording the men's episode. Ready to have some more fun recording this one. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Obviously, uh, when we look at this draw, we, you know, we're, I think a lot of people are putting Simona Halep as a favorite. Yeah. And I tend to agree with that, uh, just based on Seller form. She's shown she's won 14 matches in a row now. Uh, she's won two titles. She's won three titles this year. Uh, one before the lockdown in Dubai, and then two um, on the play this year uh, in Prague, and then also just recently won her first Rome title over Pliskova. <laughs> so she's just looked rock solid. She's won here. Uh, she's won Roland Garros two years ago. We know how good she is on the surface. Would you agree with that statement that she is the favorite? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think based on form, uh, previous results, she's uh, she she definitely is the favorite. And it's interesting because often going into um, the women's draws and majors, there isn't an obvious favorite. And so I think this is sort of an anomaly of sorts, not likely to happen again for a while. And uh, th- that said, um, I do think um, it, it won't be a shock if she doesn't win. If we remember at the Australian Open, I think she was a pretty solid favorite to win. Uh, in the last four, uh, and then she lost in straight sets, I think, to Garbinier and Muguruza. So I, I think right. I think uh, she could definitely be upset. But yeah, she, she's my favorite as well. Yeah, for sure. And we know how deep the women's field is, especially going down the rankings from about uh, fourth to basically fifty. Mm-hmm. And we see that there's you know not as many players missing in this tournament as there were at the U.S. Open. Obviously, a very well-deserving winner in Naomi Osaka. And uh, unfortunately, she won't be playing this tournament along with Ash Party and Bianca and Dreski, who just seems to have a rough ride with injuries. Yeah. But nonetheless, we do have the top players here. So looking forward to this one. Definitely. Yeah, and th- while those are big, big losses to the draw, I think um, you said it. Uh, the, the women's draw, the women's tour is just so deep. Um, 
you could see uh, the top-ranked player win a major, and then you could see the 50th-ranked player win a major as well. So I, I don't think the quality of the tournament should suffer too much, and I'm really excited to watch the tennis as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we look at these some of these popcorn matches, especially we start with Simone Halep's section at the top half, and we see, uh, you know, some really good first-round matches with Juan uh, Drusova taking on the talented Polish girl, uh, Sviantek, Mm-hmm. And Wondrous being the French Open finalist in 2019. Uh, so that right, right away is a good match to start off. You see, the one that jumps out to me, um, tell me if I'm wrong or if you have any other popcorn matches as well, but Joe Conta versus Coco Gauff. Uh, I agree, yeah. What a clash that one is. Conta uh, being his uh, semi finalist here last year. and uh, But but hasn't been very convincing lately. Uh, I picked her to go further at the U.S. Open, and uh, she lost a tough match in the second round there. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, if she gets, if she can get her groove going, she's awfully, she's awfully tough to beat when she gets into a rhythm. Nonetheless, Coco Golf is a, uh, is is hungry to do well as well. She played very well in Rome, and uh, you know I watched her come very close against Garbina Muguruza. And we've seen her make solo progress, and obviously there's a lot of hype surrounding her, a lot of, and rightfully so because she's extremely talented. She's a 16 year old, and you know Clay could be one of her best services. We mm-hmm. know she won the Junior Open here two years ago, and I, you know, I actually really like her in the Joe Conta matchup as well. The way she's, the way she can mix up her game, and you know she, she's a thinking player out there, and she really uses. The court very well. She moves well in the clay. She's got good variety on the baseline. She can uh, hurt contras, hurt contra using variety, which um, is a good asset to have. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see this match because uh, Contra is an experienced player. She's the ninth seed. Uh, she should probably be the favorite to win this match. Has gone deep at majors, and uh, and then Coco Goff, uh, undeniable talent, has gone. Has gone gotten to the second week of Wimbledon last year. She's made the third round of other majors, um, and so I think winning this match would be really big for her to sort of establish herself as a threat on clay as well. And it could also be very big for her confidence in later rounds as well. So I think this match could have pretty big in, implications for uh, the rest of the first week of the tournament and possibly the start of the second week as well. Yeah, completely agree. And you know, I think uh, Halep has. The first test for how it would be Amanda and Isamova in the third round. Yeah. Uh, who, Isamova, uh, you know, 19 year old American who knocked her out in the quarterfinals, I believe it was last year. We just played one of the best matches she's ever mm-hmm. played in her life. And, you know, Simona Halep was a little bit off that day. And uh, it was a straight set win for her. But it's difficult to see that being the whole again, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that could be a really interesting match because, as we've said, Halep is the favorite uh, based on form and the previous results. But just um, a result like that um, at at the same tournament, Roland Garros, uh, pretty recent, could just be huge uh, for Anasimova's confidence. Uh, Halep could feel some doubt. And so um, this just shows how tough it is uh, to get through a tournament like this. Um, I think... This could end up being sort of like a Benchich and Osaka rivalry if Anasimova could manage to beat Halep again. Uh, so I, I think Halep definitely needs to be at her best for that match. She'll want to make sure she's sharp early. 
So I would definitely have my eye on that one. Yeah, I mean, I like the comparison to the Vecic and Osaka because you, you start to see uh, sometimes on the tour where you, you certainly match up is just more favorable and you get into that group against one player and you can you have a formula and you have a way of replicating that again. So absolutely, she needs to be very sharp for that. Um, a few other you know, notable names here, I guess I look at Jeannie Bouchard and I just don't remember the last time she was really you know, a relevant fixture on the tour. Mm-hmm. But she's been playing much, much better as of late. She nearly won a title in Istanbul. And so it would be nice to see her back on the tennis teams again, doing well and making yeah. a name for herself. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how she does because based on her previous recent results, first-round loss could be, um, wouldn't be very surprising. Um, but... Yeah, I think uh, if she could get a couple wins here, it could go a long way in uh, turning around her results on tour. She could um, recover recover some of her old confidence. Um, I don't know if we'll be seeing her in more major finals in the future like we did at Wimbledon, but I, I think this could be a turning point for her. Yeah, we support that. And, you know, obviously, so I like the help for any support of her round match. I, I like help to get through that. And we keep looking at this section. I mean, this is a, it's a wide open section with Diana Yastremska. And uh, the seed here at the bottom um, is Kanta. So, yeah. I mean, Kanta and Burton's seeded fifth. Uh, Burton's, who hasn't had a whole lot of success uh, this year and hasn't played that many matches, but she's obviously always a, always a threat and plays definitely the best surface. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to see but. Uh, a few interesting first-round matches with, you know, Svetlana Kuznetsova taking on Pavlyan Chinkova. Mm-hmm. I think the winner of that match is one of those inflection points in the draw where, you know, that can really shape up who's coming out of that section, don't you think? I agree, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think this really could be a wide-open top section. If, um, if a couple of the seeds fall early, then I think we could definitely see an unexpected quarter-finalist or even semi-finalist. Sure. I mean, so, you know, you know, I assume that if Coco Goff gets through Johanna Kahn, she has some other really tough tests she's got to deal with. She's got Camilla Georgie potentially in the second round. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Rogers has been playing really well as of late, uh, made the quarterfinals at the U.S. Open. And then you've got Maria Sakari, who's always very dangerous. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely suits her game really well, too. So, you know, I mean, this section with Conta and Burton, this, in my opinion, is wide open. I, I agree, yeah. And um, although, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the winner of the tournament is very likely to come out of this half, though, I will say. Um, because you have, um, in the in the bottom section of the top half, you have uh, you have Wilt, Serena Williams, you have uh, Azarenka, who had a great U.S. Open, and then uh, you have Halep at the top of the draw. So I, I think I, I think it's pretty likely that one of those three could would make the final and win the tournament. Right, I completely agree. And you look at that stacked quarter, uh, the, the bottom half of the top, uh, you know, I think we've covered the Halep section in quite detail. But I guess yeah. if we go through the and we see you have Victoria Azarenka, who's just been playing outstanding tennis. I mean... The last, the, obviously, the three weeks, what a story that was, and then to back that up in Rome and 
win three really tight matches and then play three very convincing matches, actually, and then play a tight match against Maduro. So she looks, you know, better than maybe she's ever looked on the clay. She yeah. could potentially face Miss Williams right off the bat in the second round. Yeah. A match that we've been seeing a lot of. And then we could see, um, you know, Putin Seva as a seed in there. Street Seva is always dangerous. They've got Serena Williams, obviously, there. But then you've also got Svitolina, who's, who's the yeah. third seed and just with Putin. And, you know, we're kind of just waiting to see, you know, can Svitolina take that next step? It's going to be mm-hmm. quite difficult with the draw she has. But, yeah. you know, see the third, uh, having made quarters, quarters here, I think, three years ago. And, you know, usually a pretty solid top five, top eight player. So, mm-hmm. you know, somebody to watch. Yeah, I, I do think it'll be interesting to see which Svitolina arrives at Roland Garros because she, she's a great player, obviously. Her her third seat, uh, the fact that she's seated third indicates that how great of a player she is. But at the same time, I feel like her best level is not it's not as good as Serena's best level. It's probably not as good as Azarenka's best level at this point. And so I think if she runs into either of them and they're playing well, I'll favor the other one. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, you know, we look at uh, some other games here in this section. I and mean, really, it's going to come down. I have a tough time seeing not one of um, I have a tough time seeing anybody other than um, Azarenka, Serena, or Svitolina getting through this section. Yeah, I, I so, agree with that. If you just look at Serena's section and her path to um, the second week, I mean, she's got Christy on in the first round, new matchup for her first round opponent in the US Open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not a, not by no means not an easy match, but very very uh, workable into the tournament. And then you've got potentially Parankova. Parankova could be really tricky, especially how close she played Serena um, at the, in the quarters before the Azarenka match. And yeah. then you've got you know Streets of Earl. So I mean, it doesn't really get much easier for Serena if she wants to win this win this title. And obviously, Clay being the, you know, it's sometimes tricky for her to find her groove footwork-wise and movement-wise, especially on yeah. surf, on this circumstance, looks like her feet are stuck in the clay. And it takes a few matches under her belt to really get that confidence going. Well, it's going to be tough every match here. And then, you know, you look at potentially, most likely, Azarenka in the fourth round of rematch of mm-hmm. the excellence that we saw there. So, yeah. tough step. I think this is definitely tough. I think uh, Peronkova is a person she definitely didn't want to have in her section uh she played a brilliant match at the u.s open was very crafty uh and so she can get serena moving early uh use that slice to pull her out of position and then attack with the backhands down the line uh that that proves to be an effective tactic at the u.s open serena's serve isn't going to do as much damage at the french as it did at the u.s open so i think uh she can get through uh petkovic um and then get to serena that that could be an enthralling match um I think uh, Serena Azarenka rematch could be really exciting. The uh, their match at the U.S. Open was brilliant. Um, Azarenka showing some really ad- admirable resistance to uh, win after just getting demolished in the first set. So I, I I'd love to see a rematch between those two. I, I think uh, the section is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, if they if they were to play again, it's it's well, you know, I guess I mean we can look at. I mean, that would be like. Just uh, a treat for us tennis fans if we do get to see that fourth round match again. Mm-hmm. But uh, we look at, um, you know, Annette Contevert is in this section as well. Elise Martins, 
So, I mean, in the, in, within the section, you've got Elise Mertens and you've got Annette Condovate. And yeah. right away, a popcorn that jumps up to me is Annette Condovate versus Caroline Garcia. Garcia being a former top 10 player, playing some of her best stuff in France with the crowd behind her. You could easily see that as being a full of Chatry and, you know, upset alert for Condovate. Yeah, I, I think that'll definitely be on Philippe Chatry. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that goes. Uh, Condovate, um, I think she played um, she played quite well um, in Palermo. Uh, that was the first tournament since the restart. Um, that was on clay, and so I think I think she probably will get through that match. But it, it, it's a tough call. Garcia playing. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, didn't mean to interrupt you, but she got to the final of uh, Palermo, correct? And she lost yeah. to Fiona Ferro. Yeah, uh, she had a she had a great week there. Um, but at the same time. Um, Garcia is a great player playing uh, at home in Paris, so uh, I'm quite excited for that match. Yeah, it's a very exciting prospect, and you know, you look at uh, this section; it's it's almost like it's just uh, you know, it's just Grand Slam, it's Grand Slam tennis at its finest. This entire uh, you know section with the Williams sisters and Bika. And, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see who comes out of that. I guess yeah. what are your quarterfinals picks from the top half? Top half. All right. Well, I, I have Halb coming through, and then for opponent, this this is tough. I would say. Mm, I I would say maybe Burton's. Just, yeah, kind of, a little bit boring to stick to the seating, but I do think that's the most likely combination. I think uh, I, I think Sakari could be a big threat to take out uh, Burton, so I'm interested to see what could happen there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I would say my pick is Burton's. Yeah, I mean that's certainly a great pick. This going to say she has seated five. She has. She has done well here before, but you know something just tells me I, I have to go against the green there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually choose a different name. How about uh, how about Sakari? I like Sakari to get to yeah. the, to help. So I've got help against Sakari. I've got Sakari taking out Burton's in the third round. I've actually yeah. oh actually yeah I mean I, I could see a situation where Kuznetsova gets really hot again mm-hmm. and takes out Burton's third round. If she can get through Pavlian Chenko. So it's yeah. tricky, you know, beside that one. And, and even even someone like Sarah Irani. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Sarah, she, you know, is not the same player she was eight, eight nine years ago mm-hmm. when she got to the final. But, you know, we saw her strengths of good results in Palermo. Yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, that, that's a popcorn match there with uh, Monica Puig, a gold medalist in uh, Rio 2016. Right. So, um, I'm interested to see what happens there. And as, as you said, yeah, Irani had, um, she played some great matches in Palermo. So I'm interested uh, to see how deep she can go. Yeah. So I've got Halep and Sakari there in that quarterfinal. Then your second quarterfinal with this, you know, Azarenka Williams sisters, who do you have getting through there? And Martins as well. Martins has been playing their tennis as a great yeah, so I see Azarenka making the quarterfinals. I think uh, I think if she plays Serena, she'll beat her. Um, I think 
And then from the top part of that, I could see... Mm, I could see Contivate or... Svitolina making the quarters. So uh, I, I would say Azarenka and then either Contivate or Svitolina. So, um, you know, I went big on Martins. <laughs> yeah. But the year when it paid off, she got to the quarterfinals. And I like the way she's held up on the play. So I have uh, Martins taking out Svitolina in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I have Martins getting quarters. And I have her playing the winner of... Yeah, I mean, it's really tough to have anyone else other than Azarenko or Serena, isn't it? It is. So I'm going to have to choose those two. <laughs> and it's just, you know, the thing the thing about Serena is that, you know, we've seen her lose matches before to, to an opponent. We somehow find a way to never lose again to that yeah. same person. Like, right away, it's just so tough. I don't remember the last time she lost twice in a row to someone. Apart yeah. from the her sister, or someone who's like a multi, uh, multi-talented and one is, has won, uh, you know, Grand Slams. It's just so tough to, and you know, I mean, you know, as a ranker for her, like on the clay, you know, I, I just don't know if she's going to be as effective. Though. But then again, I mean, Serena's not going to be, I just don't know if she's going to be as effective uh, as she was on hard courts. But then yeah. again, if you look at uh, Serena, I mean, her serve isn't going to do as much damage here. So it's just tough to uh, to see. And once they get into a baseline valley, I mean, you know, I mean, I actually almost give the edge to Azarenka. So yeah. I, I'm tempted to go for Azarenka again. I think I'll go for it. I have Azarenka Martins in the quarters. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a great match as well. And then um, if we wanted to make our uh, final prediction, uh, semi-final and uh, who makes the final projections. Um, who do you have winning between uh, Halep and uh, Sakari? Wait, I have Halep winning that. Uh, I have Halep and Sakari, yeah. And then um, between Mertens and Azarenka? Between Mertens and Azarenka, I've got uh, Azarenka winning that again. She just crushed her at the US Open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have Halep and Azarenka making the semifinals as well, and then I, I think that could be a brilliant match. Absolutely, in some ways, I could almost decide who's more supreme in their careers right now. They both have reached, uh, they both have a very similar career. But, yeah, you know, I mean, this has twenty-two titles. Azarenka has twenty-one. I think uh, you know, Vika has now made five Slam finals. She's won two of them. Halep as well as made five slam finals and won two of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they're so similar. And, you know, I mean, I don't remember the last time they both played each other when they were both playing their best tennis. So we yeah. would be an in for an absolute seed and that, that match happens. That would be like a like a semifinal lineup that we had at, at the U.S. Open. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, some good baseline rallies might be in order if those who were to play in the semifinals. I, I think that would be an absolute treat. For sure, and I and I do have Halep getting to the final. Yeah, I think I think I might have to give Halep a slight edge there as well, just on the grounds that she's a Roland Garros champion, and um, and she's been and she she did win Rome. Azarenka maybe fatigue was a factor after the U.S. Open, but I think I would give a slight edge to Halep there. I agree, and we look at um, 
the uh, bottom half of the draw. And we have yep. Sabalenka on top. And, you know, I mean, that is a tough first round right away against Jessica Pagula. Oh, absolutely. I have her. I have Pagula winning that match. Really? Yeah, I mean, uh, Pagula is definitely capable of winning that match. I remember um, I, I, this this match she played against Serena Williams at, uh, I think it was in Auckland, 2019. Yeah. And she started the first set and just came out of the blocks so quickly, almost went up a double break. And she ended up losing in straight sets. But it shows, like, on her day, she's capable of beating almost anyone. So I, I definitely have my eye on that match. And then, of course, Sabalenka, eighth seed, um, probably expects herself to go deep here. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lucy Sabalenka obviously has the power and the ball striking ability and, you know, everything is there for her, but it's just a matter of putting it together and, you know, almost almost replicating her, replicating that, that fire, you know, catching it in a bottle and doing it for seven matches is just tough to see right now. And I like yeah. the way Pagula is progressing, so I, I like her chances of really, you know, we have to go for an upset at some point. So, yeah. And this is a perfect opportunity. So yeah, I think Pagula to get... Yeah. Yeah, I, I just like how you put that there. Like, winning a major is just kind of catching magic in a bottle. And I, I think the toughest part is you need to keep that cap screwed on four seven matches, 14 sets. Yeah. And it, it's just such a tough thing to do. And that magic escapes so easily. So um, I, I just like how you put it there. And that's that's just one of the reasons why it's so, so difficult to win a major. Right. And, you know, I mean, we look at, you know, there's some tricky players here, like board. Yeah. With all of her trick all of her, you know, slice and delivery if you'd like and mixing up the pace and mm-hmm. you know, you just there's just really plays like her, but it's so fascinating to the eye and you know, she could possibly play Sabalang for Segula. I mean it's just such a good such an intriguing section. I've got on Yeah, her. And th- then you have Jennifer Brady right there as well. Exactly. And uh, you know, that was my next question to you is who do you think comes out of that Brady and Muguruza? section because I think Muguruza is a really good candidate this year at the US uh, this year the French Open she looked really good in Rome she seems to have gotten the you know she has the she really moves really well on the surface and she's got the experience before she's 2016 Roland Garros champion she's got Conchita Martinez in her final the mm-hmm. fire seems to be back uh, you know uh, everything she seems to be really happy again on the court and yeah. know, she's super when she gets when she catches that form again. So I, I really like her chances this week. And, you know, same with Brady. You know, the, the way she, she plays, I think it's, I think she can do very well in court. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, we've seen this year at, uh, in Australia that Muguruza is capable of winning majors still. She was uh, she was closer than the score indicates against Kennan in the final. But I have, I have Brady getting through the section. I think... Uh, she was just absolutely brilliant in New York. Played one of the matches of the year against Osaka. Absolutely superb ball striking. And so I think if she can find that form, um, then she'll make it out of the section. Well, interesting. I'm going to go against that. I'm going to say Muguruza takes out Brady. Just oh, because... Really? Um, yeah, just because I think experience at this level. And I think that could be just an absolute... Uh, cracking match, but I give Muguruza a slight edge. Just I just I need to see how they play in the first two rounds. 
but I think early prediction was because um, you know I was just sold uh, sold on Muguruza. I mean, she didn't. I didn't need her to win her, win the title in Rome for me to be super convinced. I just wanted to see her put together three or four good wins and have some matches under her belt. And I think Brady hasn't played a clay court tournament yet, and yeah. you know this would be only her second time playing at such a high high level. And right away, you know, playing Danielle Collins or something in the second round isn't you know, can can be can be tricky as well. Fellow American yeah. also went through the college system. They're good friends. So I mean like that that, that might be tricky and then, you know, Muguruza if she gets really hot, I think take out Brady. So I have Muguruza and Jabur, I have Muguruza getting to the quarters. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great pick. I think uh her and Brady are the most likely to make it through the section. And I I, I would put Sabalenka in there as well, um, if she can get past Pagula. Yeah, and I mean, this next section is super interesting. We've got, like, Rubakina. Rubakina's had a great 2020. Yeah. Uh, you look at Farrell, obviously. Fiona Farrell won the title. I mean, like, I could see a situation where Fiona Farrell gets to the third or fourth round. And, uh, like, uh, you know, you've got Karolina Mukova. Like, it's just such a tough section. Like, people will pick at this. Like, you know, like, literally every match is, like, in the second or third round. It's like you could make a case for anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I think uh, Fiona Farrow is someone who has a great shot to maybe make a semi-final, uh, quarterfinal or even a semi-final here. In uh, Palermo, I remember her just absolutely dismantling Sarah Arani, uh, ended up winning the title, played played some really flawless tennis, great returning, fantastic hitting from the baseline. And so I'm, I, yeah. I think her, I, I think she's on a big winning streak on clay, and so I think her expectations for herself here are going to be sky high. I, I'm looking for her to go deep, definitely. Um, and I, I think yeah. so, like, and then you have other people in the bottom section too. You have Sloane Stevens, you have Angelique Kerber, and there are just so many uh, players who could go deep and win this. Like, um, even though Kerber we've has slumped to, uh, yeah, who's who won the Australian Open in January, like, and then you have Petra Kvitova. They're just big names all over. But, I mean, if we just stick to that, you know bottom quarter here, like the yeah. top quarter is the bottom quarter. I mean, it's just, it's it's just good uh, for, I agree with you about Farrell. I, I was super impressed with the way she played in Palermo. Um, I don't think she's, I've seen her play since, though. So, I, I, you mm-hmm. know, that's the only thing for me, and she's unseated. Yeah. And so, first she's going to play here, it's going to be a tougher role than it was in Palermo. I know she took out a net candidate, and she had a really good week. But, uh, you know, is she ready to do that at the French? Hard to say. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. I mean, you can certainly see Kennan. Like Kennan has a really comfortable draw. Like I think to get to the fourth round or even the yeah. quarters. But you know, obviously she's coming off of that six love, six love, I think pretty much a one off type scoreline yeah. against Azarenka. But uh, you know like you know, I, I, I definitely think she's gonna be a factor. So uh, I mean, I, I think she could be. that. The, the double bagel really does give me pause just because it, it's such a discrepancy from the level we saw from her in Melbourne. Um, it, she, she could potentially run into Azarenka again if both make the final, uh, but I, I don't I don't see her getting that far. I think I don't think her form is where it needs to be right now, but I think she definitely could be a factor because her her best tennis is really, really incredible. It's major winning tennis. So if she can get into form, win a couple matches, then 
I think uh, she she could definitely make a deep run. And um, if I could just add really quickly, I, I think an underrated storyline of this section of the draw is you have Angelique Kerber, who's trying to complete the career Grand Slam here. She's won the other three majors. And while she's just the 18th seed, um, I have just this match she played against Halif at the 2018 Australian Open is just stuck in my mind. Uh, one of the best matches I've seen, and the performance from her almost came out of nowhere. And I remember she said afterwards, she was the 21st seed there, she said afterwards, like, I'm back. And several months later, she won Wimbledon. And so I think, I, I don't think she'll win this tournament, but I think she could make a run that could start getting her back up to the top 10, top 5. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how she acquits herself here. I think she could go deep. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And you don't win three majors by accident. And, you know, she's been a great player this four or five years. But I just think clay for her is a very tough surface because she doesn't have the kind of... Uh, she doesn't overpower her opponents, you know what I mean? Like, she moves them yeah. around really well. She, just, she uses their pace against you, and she can hit brilliant angles, cross-court, down the line. She's got great shot tolerance. She can, you know, do a lot of things with precision. And I think uh, the clay kind of takes away some of those strengths for her. And that's why we haven't seen her. This is the only major she hasn't won, like you said. And, you know, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit like I compared to Stan Wawrinka and Rubida or Kerber. Two quarterfinals uh, at Roland Garros. But, you know, I mean, I, you're right. Like, you know, never count out a three-time Grand Slam champion. And she could absolutely go on a run here. Mm-hmm. The thing is, she also has Cornet in her section and Keys. And yeah. so, I mean... It's a tough section there, and you've got Kavitova as well. And so, like, it's just, I'm looking at this draw, and it's just, and you've got Stone Stephens, you've got Pushkova at the bottom half. I think, yeah, the second know, seed. Part, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Kavitova Pushkova, mm-hmm. but I think these courts here, these slower conditions, I think yeah. she won't get as much out of reserve. I think, you know, Clay, she. She, she, you know, she's won Rome before, and she, she had a great week there. I just don't know how she's going to hold up fitness-wise. And, you know, she's always a question mark for me because she plays well in the weeks leading up to the majors. And then you see her suddenly have a, you know, a second, third, fourth round of set where she just can't quite get over the line Yeah, and um, I saw um, she's got she's got a total nightmare draw, too. She could get Stevens in the third round, Martic in the fourth round, Kvitova in the quarters, Kennan in the semis, and then Halep or Azarenka, or Serena in the final. And so I, I definitely don't see her winning this one. I think way too many Giants. Yeah, I mean, and you, you missed out on one slam champion in the second round, Ostapenko. Yeah, it's amazing who, that who can beat anyone on her day, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that Ostapenko is the one with a slam, and Pushko are not, but, yeah. I mean, welcome to me. Right. But, but, I mean, you're, you're right. you got Stephens. you got... I mean, it's just such a tough draw. Like, I, I could easily see Ostapenko taking her out on clay. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it would not surprise me if she lost in the first week, even though she's seated two. Yeah, it would not surprise so, me either. Yeah, I mean, so we've talked about all these names, and, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of popcorn matches. You've got Georges and Risk. You've got mm-hmm. Ostapenko. So, Pushkova, potential second round. Right off the bat, you've got, you know, uh, I mean, mostly we've covered all of the round one popcorn matches, I'd say, on both halves. So I guess give me your picks on ten finals in the bottom half. All right, so the the top part of the bottom half, I am saying, 
so the, uh, th- this feels like a big call because Brady hasn't played since the U.S. Open, and I'm not sure how she's going to be able to transition since the clay. But I'm, I'm going to pick Brady to make the quarterfinals. I think um, I think if her ball striking is at the standard it was at at the U.S. Open, then she can beat any everyone in that section. Uh, I'll say Muguruza is a close second favorite to get out of that section. Bottom half, this is so tough. I think I really think Stevens could make a run. She she played a great set against Serena Williams at the U.S. Open. Great set and a half. So and she's very good on clay. So came pretty close to winning Roland Garros two years ago against Howell. So I think she's a potential quarter finalist. I, I honestly think Herber is as well, even though she's that's she's only ever been to the quarters, never further than that at Roland Garros, because I think she can reproduce such a high level at a moment's notice. Um, and I, I think Petra Martic could definitely make the quarterfinals as well. She did very well in Palermo, lost to Contivate. I think she was having... Uh, some injury problems, possibly. Um, but she she played very well in Palermo. Uh, she's 13th seed. I, I could see her making the quarterfinals as well. Uh, but if I had to go with one name, uh, I, I think I'm going to go with Stevens. And I feel like I'm playing with fire with that pick because Stevens has been inconsistent in majors, to say the least. But I think if she can produce the level that she did against Serena for a set, and sustain it, which is a very, very big if. I think she'll make the quarterfinals. So uh, I'm going to go with that. I really like your Stevens pick, actually. I know it, it might be it might be bold, but I, I, I could really see it happening. And, you know, she's, she's free as one of her best surfaces. And even mm-hmm. uh, last year, I mean, she was not playing well, and she still got to the quarters. Yeah. So I could certainly see, see her in the quarters or even semis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually agree with, with Stevens. I, I, I actually... You know, I think if she can sustain that set that she played against Serena, and, you know, and also big targets and move, uh, you know, just have that, you know, move with that same intensity and purpose that she showed in that first set against Serena, and just sustain that, uh, sustain that average level of play. But her average level needs to be high. You know, she can't have, like, a, like a, a set like she did against Serena and then, yeah. Go back to a three or four. It has to be leveled at a seven or eight, and I think that's what what's tough about Stevens is you just never know which Stevens is going to show up on the court. But you know, absolutely with the draw that she has, I mean, I expect her to be sharp right away. So I like your pick on Stone Stevens. I actually have a few semifinals. I just don't know who's going to come off the Kvitova Keys Kerber section. Yeah, that, that, that's an incredibly uh, competitive section, I think. Uh, and I, I think you're being dangerous by a. Uh, Picking Stevens as well. I I think we'll both look pretty silly if she loses to a uh, Vitalia Diachenko in the first round. Um, then both of our picks are gone. But uh, I, I definitely think she could go deep. Uh, so yeah, I would say I, I'm picking Stevens to get out of that section. Uh, Petra Marta to close second, and then yeah, I I could really see Stevens beating Muguruza or uh, Brady as well. Yeah, amazing. I, I actually have uh, Fiona Farrow. Getting to the quarters, mm-hmm. I think she can upset like a Rubakina and a Mukova and get to the quarters. I agree. Just because, just because I think you know I'm not so sold on Cannon yet, mm-hmm. and I think you know Pharaoh could could take out Cannon as well. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's I, quite... I I would say Pharaoh's odds are better than Cannon's to make it to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So I got Muguruza playing Pharaoh in the quarters, and I've got 
Muguruza comes through. I've got a Muguruza and Stephen's semi-final. I've got a Muguruza Halep final, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got Halep winning in three sets. Okay, yeah. I, I, I could see that, definitely. Um, I'm going to say that Stevens beats Muguruza in the semifinals. It's, it's a rematch of the 2018 Roland Garros final, and uh, Halep takes it in a tight two sets. Wow, yeah. I mean, it's a great pick. I like, I like, I like how we're both going big on Stephens. Yeah, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I could very well see it happening. So I mean, yeah, I look forward to these two weeks of, of women's tennis, which has become so so exciting to watch, especially the last four years. Um, thank you, Owen, as well for your for your insight and doing these draw shows with me. I think our listeners will really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, have fun watching the tennis, everyone. And uh, we'll be back soon with more podcasts. This is the Tennis and Bagels podcast. We'll see you guys soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.